0: Privilege to have with us God's servant who has been thoroughly furnished and is still being furnished with a standing ovation, a clap, and a shout. Can you make welcome our Father, all the way from the city of worry, evangelist Jessiana. ascribe to him all glory and honor and we ask that he alone be magnified in this place where you are can you just worship him worship him worship him let him know you love him ask him to be lifted high that only he be seen in this place worship him to him be all glory, all honor, all praise, all worship. Can you allow that come from your heart, from the belly of your spirit? Exalt him. Oh, Rafina Kadi, he alone deserves all the. He alone deserves all the honor. Unto him has this gathering been called. We are not here because men of God were coming to preach. We are here because God himself called this meeting. Unto the king, the great king, has this meeting been gathered. Somebody just love on, him, love on 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 him. Can your eyes just see Jesus? 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 Oh, la ba barabari, apodi, oh, Rabana Kadila Barakova, Vabara Padia, Poripania, Tala. Oh, Rabana Kabadolevandela, Kabela, Dola, Trizana,
1: Shapara,
0: Parapo, Papi, Papi, Papilos. Ah, Daddy, 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 you are the center of attraction in this meeting. And we bow before you. We bow before you. We bow before you. We bow before you. We bow before you, oh God.
1: El Amara, give la parashata. We bow Somebody let yourself lose in his presence. Let yourself lose in his presence. Let yourself
0: lose in, in his presence. Make sure he is your focus. Make sure he is your focus. Oh, Holy Ghost. The mountain of fire, we've come
1: to be all the lion and the lamb on
0: the throne. To the mountain of fire, we've come to
1: be all the lion. The throne Ooh. to the mountain of fire we've come to the fire and the land of the throne mm. on the wings on the wings
0: May we never be the same again. Do what you do to men that you love. Holy Spirit,
1: let Jesus be glorified and let the Father be highly exalted.
0: Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' awesome name we have prayed. Praise God. You may be seated. I salute all the men of God. God bless you. The thing for this minister's engagement is the goal of true ministry. The goal of true ministry. And... My people's scripture is a popular scripture, but I won't get there yet. I plan that I will, some at some point in the teaching, I will read Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 9. But when I engage God in the early hours of the morning, trying to secure his heart and what he will approve of me to say, He began to say to me that if we are going to talk about the goal of true ministry, we must first of all begin to understand who a minister is in the first place. Then when you understand who a minister is, then we can also look at what ministry is. Then our climax this morning will be to conclude If I know who a minister is And if I know what the goal Of of, of what ministry is Then it becomes easy to understand The goal Of true ministry Now If you are a student of the Bible You will find that The essence of a minister Or the uh, Birth of a minister The birth of ministry Actually began in the book In the Old Testament the minister and ministry was clearly modeled in God's relationship with Israel. In fact, when God brought them out of Egypt, when God brought Israel out of Egypt, in Exodus chapter 19, God begins to show his heart to the people of Israel that the whole agenda, the whole plan, the whole enterprise of bringing them out of Egypt was so that he could make them into a certain kind of people. And that kind of people he wanted to make them is what the Bible calls priests. So in studying the life of a priest and studying the system of the priesthood, you will be able to come into the intelligence of who a minister is and what ministry is. That is what God was showing us in the Old Testament. Now, by the time you look at the life of a priest... The same dictates, the same demands that God had for the priests are the same demands that apply if you are going to do ministry or become a minister in the context of the New Testament. So let's read Exodus chapter 19 from verse 1. Stay with me. Morning sessions are teaching sessions, so just stay with me. In the third month, after the children of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, on the same day, they came to the wilderness of Sinai. Verse 2. For they had departed from Rephidim, had come to the wilderness of Sinai, and camped in the wilderness, so Israel camped before the mountain. Verse 3. And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel. 4. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Verse 5. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine. Verse 6 is my emphasis. And you shall be to me A kingdom of what? Priests. And a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So the priesthood, the promise of the priesthood, was not just to a particular tribe. The promise of the priesthood was to the entire nation. Why was the promise of the priesthood to the entire nation? Because the agenda that is in the heart of God and the plans and the purposes of God can only find expression in the earth when there are people who are dedicated to his service. So what he was saying to them is see what I did to the Egyptians. I want to use you, I want to use the nation of Israel as a vehicle for me to conquer other kingdoms and nations. I want to be able to expand my domain. I want to be able to actualize my plans but the way I'm going to actualize it is, there must be people dedicated to my service. If, you, if you've been in our circles long enough, if you've listened to our Father in the Lord teach, you will know that though this was the plan of God, God was not able to actualize this because not everybody was willing to submit to the requirements that, that, that was necessary for this agenda to find expression. So even though the promise was to the entire nation of Israel, eventually God had to settle for only one tribe. Levi became the tribe that was qualified to bear the burden of the Lord. Levi became the tribe that was qualified to dedicate themselves to the Lord, to His service. And even in Levi, God now made it compulsory, that it was not everybody who was automatically in Levi that automatically became a priest. Even in Levi, God had to now reduce the sample space to one family and only Aaron's lineage was selected to function in this promise of priesthood. Now I'm saying that to say to you that ministry, even though it is available to all, ministry is not something that everybody can do. Now, even if in a certain context, every Christian is called to be a minister, in a certain context, when you read Matthew chapter 28, from verse 18, the promise was, the instruction was to everybody, go ye into the world, and do what? Make disciples. So, in the ministry of making disciples, every Christian is supposed to function in that ministry. But when we are talking about ministry in the context of this teaching that we have this morning, we are talking about those people who are called specifically to function in the fivefold, to feed the body of Christ, to actualize the purposes of God, and to see that the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God and His Christ. If God were to ever call you into that context, you will find out that the way he relates with you will be different from the way he relates with the general public. You will find out that there is a difference between a David and a Saul. There are things other people who are on the the shop floor will get away with, but because he has called you into this special context, there are certain things that will be normal for others but will not be normal for you. This is why, even though the promise was to everybody in Israel, eventually, eventually, It fell on just one lineage to fulfill the agenda of God. Ministry is costly. Ministry is sacred. Ministry has a huge price to it. And except you are prepared for all these appellations, unless you are prepared to be sacred, I came in, my brother was talking about God setting us apart. You know that God cannot set you apart if you've not first become his own. The process of consecration is not automatic in salvation The process of consecration is possible because of salvation Do you understand what I am saying? If you are not yet born again, you cannot be consecrated And even when you are born again, consecration is not automatic For God to set you apart to himself, you must first of all have become his own And the way you become his own is that you become saved And then, when you are saved, the process of being set apart unto God is both an activity of God and also a partnership of man. God will do the setting apart, but that setting apart process will not be successful if man does not partner with him. So, the minister is is a sacred being, he's not like everybody else. The minister is a man of sacrifice. Because what God is going to call the minister into is going to cost the minister everything, including his life. So if you are not prepared to lose your life so that God can gain the kingdoms, you are not prepared to do ministry. If you are not prepared to lose all of yourself so that men can experience all of God, you are not prepared to be a minister. The reason... Israel, even though the promise was available, not all of them could enter into it. It's because if you just study the story of Israel, you will find out that even though everybody came out of Egypt, everybody came out of Egypt with different desires, different appetites. And when little pressure was applied, the true condition of their appetites and passions were revealed. And it was in those revelations that God began to see that even though he had an intention that everybody will be at his service, some men did not have him as their goal. Some of them, their belly was their goal. Some of them, their comfort was their goal. And God realized that men that will be dedicated in his service, they must have come to a place where in their order of priorities, God is first, second, third and everything everything else comes after God has taken everything else. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And when God put these people under little pressure, he now found that no. Even though I want to do this with all these people, if I attempt to carry everybody along, my work will suffer. So he needed to separate it. tie. And as Levi became separated, God now even found that even in this separation, I need to be able to find a lineage. Being a minister is a privilege. And if you don't recognize it as a privilege, when you enter into ministry, you will abuse your position. It's because people think that God, you know, there are things we say in the body of Christ that are true. But if they are not properly explained, you you might run yourself into error. For instance, You know we say in the body of Christ that God cannot do much without the partnership of man. It's correct. But that does not mean that you are very important, that God cannot do without you. Because Jesus is the one that shows us, he says that if you decide to hold your peace, he has capacity to raise stones. With the life of Eli, he showed us that a man is only relevant to him as long as the man is aligned to his plans and purposes. Eli was alive And yet God was advertising his position God needed All God needed was for a woman To come and cry for a child And all the years the woman was praying for a child The reason God was not answering her Was basically because God had another agenda in mind Then one day she comes to Shiloh And at the time she comes to Shiloh There is a vacancy announced in the spirit And either by inspiration Or by the words of the Holy Spirit In Anna's heart that day, Anna decided to make a covenant with God. And she said, if you give me a male child, I will give him back to you. There was an alarm in heaven that somebody on earth had discovered God's agenda. And by aligning with the will of God, God now decided to give her Samuel. Meanwhile, the only reason Samuel was coming was because the man was living. his tenure had expired. He had become irrelevant to God's agenda. And God needed a vacant womb to raise another priest. This is why when, you, when we teach prayer, we tell you that what is most important and most potent in the place of prayer is the will of God. We know that when we pray according to His will, He heareth us. And if He heareth us, we know that we receive of Him those things that we ask. That day, Anna came into the place of prayer and her bodies, her desires lined up with the will of God and heaven opened. Meanwhile, the man who was to be replaced, he had not yet died, but his position was vacant. You are not that important. That's what I'm trying to say. As important as you are, you are not that important. You see this thing I'm doing? A cockroach can do it. Hmm? And you don't need to be angry with me. Just read the Bible. God needed to communicate an important message. He opened the mouth of a donkey. Eh? God can use anybody, but God will not use anybody. These kind of things I'm saying this morning, it looks as if I'm just trying to play with words. But I'm trying to make you understand the depth of what it is that we get into when we say we want to do ministry. And you know why the Lord is putting this burden in my heart is... Young people nowadays... You see, when they think of being a minister... They are thinking about a good suit. When they think about being a minister... They are thinking about being in all the nations of the world. The honor, the glitz, the glamour that comes with the position. Not knowing that the call to be a priest... Is a call to be dedicated... Man. and in that relationship when God begins to lay demands on your life there will be days you will wish you never submitted to that call there will be days you, will, you yourself will go to God and say if it were possible take this body from my life I listened to a man many years ago I can't even remember his name but I remember what he said because that thing stuck to my heart to this day He said, one of the ways to know if you are truly called to be a minister and called to be in ministry. If at any time in your life you find that you can do anything else apart from ministry, you are not called to be a minister. If you ever find that you can find satisfaction, find fulfillment in something else other than the ministry, he said, you better go and do that thing. You are not called to be a minister. A minister is like a sacrifice on the altar. When you get there, you die to your ambitions. You die to anything. And you live for God alone. If you are not prepared to pay that price, you are not prepared to be part of those that are called a kingdom of priests. You are not not permitted to bear that body, to bear that title. Because everything that God did with the priesthood and with the priest was to model to us what a true minister looks like. Let me give you an example. You know that in the priesthood there was the outer court, there was the inner court, and there was the Holy of Holies. Now, in, the, in that stratification, God reveals to us the ministry levels of the priest. In the outer court... The priest ministered to the people. When he entered into the inner court, ministry expectations changed. He was no longer in the inner court to minister to the people. The minute he crossed from the outer court to the inner court, he now had to minister unto the Lord. In fact, the word that is translated priest, that comes from the Latin, that word actually means one who builds bridges. So the priest was a bridge between God and the people and a bridge between the people and God. So when you look at the stratification of the temple, you will find that the priest, three critical things about the priest. Number one, he had unusual access to God. Meaning that he had access to God that the people did not have. So he bore a weight of responsibility He had a kind of access. The people could not just walk into God's presence anyhow. But the priest was licensed in your holy place. Can ascend your holy hill. Who can stand in your holy place. This is why the priest's garment needed to match a certain specification. And on his toban it was written holy unto the Lord. If he wanted to come into the presence of God He needed to meet certain criteria Because God had given him Unusual access to his presence A priest was a creature Of the bedchamber of God He knew how to access God Do business minister Unto the people He needed to do business For the people If they had a disease, they came to the priest If they had a concern, they came to the priest The priest needed to have some understanding of how to manage the needs and the expectations of the people. And then number three, the priest needed to minister unto God. So what that demand did to the priest was, he needed to have something to give. To give to the people and to God. And if he was going to have something to give, The Lord made sure that the priest was separated from the world. He said, O Levi, you will not have any inheritance. The Lord, I the Lord, I will be your inheritance. So when the priest operated in the outer court, he dealt with the people. He must have something to give to the people. When he operated in the inner court and went into the Holy of Holies, he dealt with God. But when you read Ezekiel 44 First time I saw this scripture some years ago I was In fact I was was teaching it to A choir group I think last year or so I was teaching them something about um, The theme of that meeting was the beauty of his presence And I used this scripture Because The first time I saw this scripture It occurred to me That you can be called to be a priest and yet, God will confine you to outer court ministry. You know, the thing about that thing is, they don't write it on the forehead. God will keep you in one layer of ministry because of certain criteria that have not been met. So, the person will be alive, the person can be gathering crowds, but the only ministry he is doing is what? outer court ministry. And what is outer court ministry? His only audience is the people. In outer court ministry it's concerned people. In outer court ministry his body is to please people. Meanwhile that is not the end game of, of the calling of the priest or the minister. Because for you to even do outer court ministry accurately, you must know how to do inner court ministry accurately. Numbers 11, I think it's 29. When the Spirit of God, God was dropping the Spirit of God upon those 70 elders that were called by Moses. In verse 29 or 28, somebody runs and comes and says, Ah, there's one guy in the, in the, in the city, he's prophesying. And Moses said, well, it's not a problem. My desire is that all the children of Israel will be what? Prophets. Now, you see, when you read the scripture, be very deliberate. That word prophet there, in the Hebrew, there are three words for prophet. There is Nabi, N-A-B. If you use the Hebrew letters, it's Y. There is Roweh, R-O-E-H. And then there's Jose, H O Z E H. And these things don't mean the same. And this is why we normally counsel people that when, when you want to study the Bible, it is good to have Bible aids so that you can understand what God is trying to communicate. In that verse of 29, Moses does not use Jose. When the Bible speaks about Jose, the word prophet, Jose. He speaks about one that is a guardian and a counselor, one who, by receiving words from the Lord, is wise enough to provide guidance and counsel. He doesn't use the word rower. Rower is, is he speaks about one who is he receives instructions from the Lord and is able to accurately interpret it. So, someone you would call an interpreter. He uses the word nabi. You know what a Nabi is? A spokesman. What what Moses was saying there is, he wishes that all men can be inspired by the Lord so that they can speak for him. Because that word translated Nabi in his original means to bubble up. That means to be inspired. And then you speak. So he was saying that all of God's children must know how to access the realm of God, receive messages from God, and then be able to speak for God. So, outer court ministry is actually supposed to be born from private engagements. So, a minister is not supposed to do outer court ministry until he has been instructed. So, words that come out of his mouth must be so inspired by the Spirit that when it hits the hearts of men, it can achieve God's agenda in their lives. But men can be trapped in outer court ministry, growing a crowd, building a church, and yet God is not the one speaking through them. God is not the one singing through them. God is not the one leading through them. And yet men are being gathered to them. And you know, outer court ministry is very deceptive. Because because when you see that they are cracked, you will automatically assume that God is pleased. Meanwhile, God is not necessarily moved by numbers. God is not necessarily moved by numbers. You can be in a small place serving, and yet, God is pleased with your life. That does not mean if you are in a big place serving, God is not pleased. I'm trying to tell you that crowds and numbers can be deceptive. It might just be that the man is standing there and God has limited him to outer court ministry. All he speaks to is the people. Let me show you that scripture. Ezekiel 44. Ezekiel 44. Verse 10. 10. And the Levites who went far from me When Israel went astray Who strayed away from me After their idols They shall bear what? Next verse Yet they shall be what? You see when God speaks Sometimes I get scared They shall bear their iniquity Yet they shall be what? How are you sure that the last minister You sat under is not bearing iniquity? Like I said, they're not the right time for forehead. Now, how did they get to the point where God was saying they shall bear their iniquity? The first initiating point is that they went astray from Him. The center of attraction in ministry is God. Him. You know the way I measure my own life on a daily basis? I, I, I sit down and I check. My desire and quest for God is it greater than it used to be or is dying? Once I find out that my desire for God is dying, I know I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Because the minute your God is diminished in your own eyes, many things will be magnified in your life. One of them will be self, two will be the world. Will become magnified in your eyes. The more God is magnified in your eyes, the more yourself is obscured. The more the things of the world are obscured. He said, They went astray from me. And then because of that, He says, They shall bear their own iniquity. They went astray from me after what? Their idols. They shall bear their iniquity. Now that looks like a big sentence. This iniquity does not mean that they will die. God is not saying that he will kill them. What did he say he will do? He says, next verse. He says, yet they shall be ministers and in my sanctuary. As gatekeepers of the house and ministers of the house, they shall slay the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people. And they shall stand before them to do what? Look at it carefully. They shall be what? gatekeepers they shall be what? ministers of the house they shall do what? slay the bond offering where do they do the slaying of the bond offering? altar court they shall stand before my people and minister unto them my God what a great ministry they are standing before the people of God and ministering unto them ministering powerfully Meanwhile, these are people that have been rejected. They are bearing iniquity. This is why you don't just listen to what a man says, you listen to his spirit. Many people can say nice things, but the question is by which spirit and by whose authority? You remember Saul? The Bible tells us that Samuel gave Saul a simple instruction. So when you get there wait for me then we'll come and do the sacrifice Saul got there and decided that as a king he could he could, he could venture into an area that was beyond his jurisdiction in the name of the, of, of the people wanting to turn away from him and when Samuel came and said what have you done instead of Saul to repent he was given excuse Who, what was his excuse the people There's a young man I need to talk to. Don't be obsessed with people. Hmm. People are not the center of attraction in this matter. The center of attraction is God. You stick with Him. He will send you to people. And He will hold you accountable for people. But people are not the priority in your ministerial enterprise. God is. I saw a a short clip by our brother Minister Teophilo Sunday, and he was chastising gospel ministers. So you travel to a new nation. As you enter into the nation, you are taking picture in the airport. You go to your hotel room, you are taking picture. The man of God is in Belgium. The fire of God is going to come over Belgium. He said, You are not a celebrity, you are a missionary. You know, my generation does not know that the opportunity to preach somewhere is not an opportunity to advance yourself. That you preach in Europe is not promotion. That God opened a door for you to preach in Pakistan is not promotion, it's labor. You are going there as a missionary. But now it's celebrity status. Because we think that the amount of people that are listening to us is what determines our value before God. In the outer court, there are crowds. In the inner court, it is private. You see, I will leave them to minister unto them. Go to the next verse. Go to verse 12. Because they minister to them before their idols and cause the house of Israel to fall into iniquity. Therefore... I have raised my hand in an oath against them, says the Lord God, that they shall bear their iniquity. 13. And they shall not come where? Near me to minister. Are you seeing it? They shall not come near me to minister. They can sacrifice the bond offering, but they shall not come near my holy things. my holy things those sacred things in the inner court those sacred things that table of shoe bread they will not come there that table of shoe bread they will not come there they will not bear incense yet they will still be ministry the first question I need to ask you young minister of God this morning is where are you ministering from You can be growing big before men and yet all you have is outer court ministry. You know when I got married to my wife earlier and then I will go to a meeting and in the heat, you know when the anointing takes over a man of God, you say things that can even be private. Sometimes when I come under the anointing the cries of my secret place are the things I hear myself saying. And then I used to say that I don't want to be a big man of God. That my desire is not to be a big man of God. So one day we got to my wife asked me, I said, what do you mean by this thing? What, what, what exactly are you trying to say? I told her that when I was on the mountains of Mubi, I used to cry before the Lord and tell her that the day I become bigger than you, I don't want to be in ministry. I don't want to become so more popular than the message i don't want to become more popular than the assignment i know what he told me he said you'll be unloved you'll be uncelebrated you'll be unknown it's my calling is my he, if you will it's my curse you'll be unloved you'll be uncelebrated you'll be unknown that's the way i live He said, you will not be able to come near me to minister, yet you will be big before men. Many young people are pursuing outer court ministry, thinking that that will somehow validate their existence in the earth. Meanwhile, the pride of a true minister is with the Father. Is that you still have a place ministering where? Before him. That's the pride of the true minister. If you don't understand this, you will not understand why one of the major goals of true ministry is to make sure you never obscure Jesus. If you don't understand this, and that's why God wants us to begin here, if you don't understand this, that in your lifetime, you must not become more popular than Jesus. And that's why many people in the false prophetic today are thriving. There's a preacher in my city that his congregation prays in his name. Yes. You know him now. Uh, What's his name now? No, no. Osu. What's Osu's name again? Uh The demon destroyer. And I'm not just telling you falsehood. People were in a bus trying to travel. You know when you enter public transportation? And then they say, let us pray. And then the people who were praying were from that place. And then they ended, ended the prayer by saying in his name. They put his name there to end the prayer. To them, he is more powerful than Jesus. Uh, somebody that said he is the only begotten son of God. I don't know people from Delta State here. Yes, am, I, am I saying Fables? No. Mm-hmm. He says he's the only begotten son of God. Oga, no matter how Jesus loves you, eh, you are not the only begotten son of God. You are not. When it comes to sonship in the Bible, there is one only begotten son, that's Jesus. There is one created son, that's Adam. The rest of us are adopted. We are adopted sons. It's in the scripture. When you read the book of Luke, you will see that the Bible calls Adam the son of God. How did he become the son of God? He came off. He came out of God by creation. Jesus came out of God, or is God, his, his title is the begotten son. But we, we, we enter into God by adoption. So there's something called the spirit of adoption, but a man says he's the only begotten son of God, the bishop of the whole world. <laughs> you know, if he knew, he knew that if he says he's the bishop of our souls, we'll say, "Oh God," but he wanted to. He now coined it so that he can he can deceive the gullible. So he says he's the bishop of what? Oh wow. that's the same thing as the bishop of all our souls he says they shall not come near me to minister to me as what? a priest because a priest's ministry begins before the Lord he is the center of attraction that's where ministry begins The heart of a priest must be ravished with love for the presence of the Father. That's who a true minister is. You will not be able to lay down your life for one whom you have not loved absolutely. There's an absolute love that consumes the heart of a priest. When that absolute love consumes your heart, then you will see your sacrifices as worthwhile. If not, you will keep seeing your sacrifices as punishment. Imagine, the priest would have been you know, they can wake up one day and say Aaron, what is the meaning of this? So we will not own lands for God's sake, how are we going to eat? So if the people don't bring anything, we don't eat. But the reason you never saw such mutiny is that men who served as priests came into an understanding that this was a great privilege. You cannot see the Shekinah and remain the same. you cannot go deep with God and not be totally altered for your life you cannot experience him as a priest and handle his sacred things when God gives you privilege to handle sacred things show me a man that knows the way of the sacred things you will see a very humble man anybody that came out of this encounter and is proud he didn't meet God they meet God. My brother on the keyboard was sharing a story with us when they went to invite one man of God. As the man comes out of the car, everybody kneels down. You know this thing we call honor in the body of Christ is a demon. The way we are teaching it, we are, we are unleashing a demon. Everybody kneels down. In fact, they were telling them, kneel down, kneel down, kneel down. If you want him to, to talk to you, kneel down. If you don't kneel down, the, the man of God will pass you by. So, even 80 year olds are kneeling down by compulsion. And you are a young man. You are, you are preparing your grave very quickly. Men that handle holy things. Men that come into the holy place. Men who have this experience. Something is altered permanently in their hearts. And you see this is why. Ministry now is taking another shade. Because it's not men that are here. That are actually standing in the pulpit. It's men who are in the outer court. So their agenda is to build an empire. Their agenda is for their names to be on the lips of men. You hear young men talking about servants of God. you say, "See suit now, See suit." say ministry sweeter." Eh? So boy, as a man just enter, everybody just stand up, oh boy." God, I will be great in this life. Somebody has not reached anything in life. He is comparing himself with Apostle Aumeo Sai. Say, Apostle, don't get 300,000 followers for YouTube. Say, my day is coming. You are an apostle. It apostle that is an apostle that you are comparing yourself with. A man that was obscure for 10 years. Can you, can you stand to be obscure for 10 years? And nobody, your messages are blessing people everywhere in the world. Yet you, God has not elevated for 10 years. You will walk away, you will look for a shortcut. That's how many people have entered into falsehood. Because you will find out that when you serve in the holy place, you will know that God is not in a hurry to announce a man. And God is not under compulsion to announce a man. It's not every man that serves that will become popular. Some people will die invisible. Not every man. The most important thing for the one who has decided to come near, the one who has been given privilege to handle holy things, the one that has been given privilege to come into the holy place, the most important thing for him is that when he dies, God will say, thou good and faithful servant you see this is why I like my clan and I am not trying to be a marketer I am just telling you the truth Hmm? there is no competition one of the reasons I follow my father in the Lord Kai I was in a denomination for years I have been around Christianity for years people can do anything to another preacher because men are not secure in their calling some of you now are under pressure to sing like Theophilus that's why your unique gifting in God has not found expression a man is fulfilling his destiny doing his assignment you are trying to be like him you know what will happen you will be a very bad copy of a very good original and then you will live for long in another man's shadow and then when you die you stand before the great one and he says Kai see what I had prepared for you you never scratched it and you know the funny thing men will be hailing you outer court ministry Outer court ministry. There is no competition among priests. No competition. Every minister knows that when you come near to the Lord, you offer your unique offering and service. And the Lord is pleased. That's why they that compare themselves one with another, they are not wise. They lack wisdom. I saw this scripture. I closed my Bible and I sat with the Lord that day where am I ministering from Lord give me feedback don't let me do another day with ministry, I was talking with my brothers in my room yesterday night and you see by experience we have found out that maturity is not that you can lead prayer for four hours eh you know, people, when you when you hold mic, you don't know, you don't know that in a corporate gathering it's not only your oil that is flowing. <laughs> oh the true state of anybody is what they are when they are alone. That's your true state. When you come to a gathering and then you just find yourself flying, that's why I'm sorry for people who measure themselves by public ministry. You find yourself flying. It might be one, one lazy sister, one sister that you despise. She has stayed with God all night, begging God that this meeting tonight may me you have something. Please come. Please come. And then you come, your old mind and say, Let's ascend. Kai. <laughs> Meanwhile the, the man that wants to ascend he has not been in the holy place for a long time and then he's speaking capital letter tongues keka poka everywhere he's shaking and then people are saying what a man meanwhile the verdict from heaven is that he shall not come near that this one I will not give him sacred things to handle. And you see, I've gone to meetings as I finish preaching, as I'm about to enter the car, people will dive my leg. And the brother is crying! In my heart, I'm saying, I don't know what you have done that with this cry, God is refusing to answer you. I don't know. Did you read in scripture that the Bible says that Jesus did not commit himself to them for he knew them. Jesus knows us. Every one of us here, he knows us. Many times when I want to come and minister, one of my favorite prayer points before the Lord is that, Daddy, you know my heart. You see this thing I'm doing? If I had my way, I would not do it. Which day me and my wife were having a personal husband and wife conversation. Looking at all the things happening around us. Nigeria. I said, I said, I want to send you abroad. I said, go and do your master's. And then we will now look at how to relocate. I was speaking from the flesh. (laughs) And my wife looked at me and she said, You know you can't relocate. Your assignment is here. This is where God called us. This is what we are going to do. And if we die doing it, then may Jesus be glorified. You see, that question is ringing in my heart now. Bro, where are you ministering from? Who is your audience? Who? Who? This obsession with numbers, you've not reached anything. You're already putting videos on Facebook. Huh? You are already trying to chase a cloud. There is nothing wrong with putting videos on Facebook. My videos are on Facebook. But the question is, is it yet your season? Huh. I know many people won't like me, but you see, I just need to preach what is in my spirit. Hmm? The Bible says to everything, there is a time. And a Ask them. I don't know whether that was. with us when we started. My first, we do a monthly bi-monthly meeting called conclave like what they call in lagos convergence like what uh, pastor stan is yours is yours monthly Penwell? weekly okay so we have a bi-monthly meeting the first one we did two lines two lines in the church the full place there were chairs everywhere it's not that there were no chairs two lines and I ministered with all I was on a three days' dry fasting for that meeting. To everything, there's a time and a season. I like what, what Papa has been teaching. Apostle has been teaching something, the difference between fruitfulness and success. Kai, when you hear some of those teachings, you go back and you go and ask the Lord, Am I still with you? Success is easy. Fruitfulness is hard. Very hard. Anybody, if you know the gimmicks of how to announce yourself in ministry, before you know, you can have two million followers by the arm of your flesh. But then you will now find out that you will say, these ones shall not come near me to minister. And you know the painful thing about having this kind of ministers in the pulpit is the people do not know that such a minister has been rejected. I was telling you about Saul and David. When Samuel now came, he said, Who sent you to do this thing? Saul said, The people, the people, the people. I saw that the people were turning away from me. And you know it's not the first time he's talking about people. When God gave him instruction and said, Go and wipe out Amalek, he brought back the king, brought back the sheep, brought back the goats, brought back all of those things. And Samuel was coming to the palace to come and check whether the boy had followed the instructions. And what greeted him was that he heard the sound of sheep. So he entered the palace. He said, Saul, what is this bleating of the sheep that I hear? And Saul said, Well, uh, we wanted to kill everybody but the people. His, his, His obsession was with the people. And that obsession killed him. Destroyed his ministry. This day on the mountain, somebody looked at him and said, Kai, God has taken away the kingdom from you. And has given it to another. God can only bear with an outer court minister for a certain while. After a while, he will look for a man that is willing to come into the holy place. Because if you stand in the outer court long enough, very soon, you will speak for Satan. That's how young men can no longer be trusted with young girls. I go to campuses. It's always a matter Always a matter Always a matter A president is sleeping with somebody In his congregation I'm afraid of young ministers How do you sleep with a sister Fornicate with a sister And then come and stand And that sister is sitting in the congregation And you are teaching How how do you people do it Where did you learn that technology? How did, how did you get it? That you were with a sister in the night. Eh? And you touched her body. Thought, and the sister is sitting in the congregation. And you are with a straight face saying, Our God is holy. With a straight face. And the sister too is waving and saying, Shabo, shabo. How do you do it? That's one sign that you are in the outer court. Because if you are in the Holy of Holies and you go behind the veil, the Shekinah will expose you. That light penetrates. Penetrates. That's why young preachers nowadays can do anything for money anything for money. Ministry is not about money. Ministry will cost you. The people who travel with me will tell you I travel somewhere my transportation to reach there was over 180,000 to reach there. Take the bus here. Take this one. Chataka. I got there with 180,000. Which honorarium do they want to give me? If money is driving you, you are in the outer court. God does not call ministers for their own benefit. Your inheritance is Him. If people decide to bless you in the process, glory be to God. But your inheritance is who? Him. You have unusual access. What are you doing with that access? What are you doing with it? He says, but they shall bear their shame, their abominations which they have committed. Give me 14. Nevertheless, I will make them keep charge of the temple for all its work and for all that has to be done where. There will be temple dwellers, but their place before the throne another man will take I'm just trying to show you who a minister is. He's a priest. A priest unto God. A servant before the Lord. He serves the will of God. He's dedicated to God. So God can tell him, sit down. And he's not ashamed. He doesn't get validation from the ministry. He can sit down. He can be effective and yet not hold a position. He can be functional and yet be the least in the fellowship. Meanwhile, he's the one bringing God glory. Bringing God honor. This is why we don't have many intercessors in the body of Christ anymore. We have people who like prayer, but we don't have people who know the way of intercession intercession is lonely. Ah! You can be entering church, entering fellowship, and then you see a sister, and the Holy Spirit strikes your heart and says, go on seven days fast. This sister is in trouble. And then you begin a fast immediately. And you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. You pray. On the seventh day, you feel easy, your spirit, and God says, I've answered then his sister comes in front of church and say, glory! Somebody shout hallelujah! And everybody shouting, shouting. Say, my God! I was going through a difficult time and then I just knelt down and the heavens opened. Your name will not be mentioned. You will never get Glory nobody will clap for you meanwhile where you are sitting the Holy Ghost will be telling you thank you my daughter you stood with me to make this miracle happen meanwhile the old church your name is never mentioned intercessors are lonely people you know what keeps going the joy of their father every time that the Lord comes and says you have done well so they walk around with pride some of them don't even have good shoes but they have power with God. When they enter their caves to be alone with the Lord, they know they can move God's hand. I tell my people that when we die, eh, heaven is going to be very interesting. And you see, I have that consciousness as I live daily. When we all, all of us will be filing out before the Lord, you will see people that you despised. God will be elevating them on a the pedestal. I live with that consciousness that, oh God, let me not arrive in heaven thinking that I'm traveling everywhere preaching. Meanwhile, there are people who are just hiding in one place and they are giving you more pleasure. That's why your secret life with God is more important than your public ministry. The priest is a man of the secret. He lives to serve the will of God. So I'm saying all that to say to you there is a sacredness, there is a discipline, there is a sacrifice that is associated with the life of the minister. We don't talk anyhow, we don't watch everything, we don't go everywhere. We have ethics, there are protocols. Bro, sisters should not be sitting on your lap you want to have dealings with a single girl and you are a single brother know that you should have boundaries in this team you know that you are going to stand before the Lord your garment must be white your head must not lack ointment you are dedicated to a deity And this deity... God was showing us how serious this matter was. That's why when the high priest... Entered into the Holy of Holies... If he broke... If he as much as mixed the incense... Incorrectly... And the smell which covered him... Was not the smell of of the mixture... He would die in the Holy Place. That's how serious... That matter was. Just to tell you that... When God brings you into the office of a minister... Is a serious matter. It's a serious matter. Like I was saying before, brothers can kiss, sisters can do all kinds of things, and their hearts are not even grieved. You are in outer court ministry. Go to youth meetings, young people are asking, Can I kiss him, caution? The kind of things that bother us, even animals are not bothered by such things. souls are perishing your body is whether you can kiss in courtship courtship that is going to last for maybe some months or maybe two years you are now under pressure that you think you will die if you don't kiss just two years you are asking all kinds of questions what what, what is allowed in Christian courtship which holy ghost do you have wait wait, wait, which holy and and the person will be be sanctimonious I am asking it for somebody and it is for himself For himself. I just want to know what to tell people that are asking me questions. What is allowed in Christian courtship? Which Holy Ghost do you have? Eh? That will not show you boundaries. Which Holy Ghost do you have? That will not tell if he could speak in a prayer meeting and say, Set aside Paul and Barnabas unto the ministry which I have called them, unto the assignment which I have called them then he will not tell you about the disciplines of a minister. Young people will come to me and say, Daddy, these things you teach, who taught you? The Holy Ghost. I didn't learn it in a school how to treat other people. Holy Spirit will tell me, treat this person like this. If this person is a minister, honor them like this. I was not taught. By any man, that's the right word I should use. The Holy Spirit showed me templates. On how to order my life. A priest is not lawless. It's not lawless. We live within the ambits of God's laws and His demands. In fact, certain things will be your legitimate rights, yet God will say you are not allowed because of the burden of being a priest. I ask you again where are you ministering from? Can you put your hand on your chest in this conference and say I have not been relegated to outer court ministry I am still one of those that the Lord is saying you can approach if we settle that then, I want to tell you that ministry is basically two things. Ministry, number one, is bearing God's message. Ministry, number one, is bearing God's message. God's message. And in the context of the fact that we are all ministers, hmm? We have all been called to ministry in one way or the other. You can bear that message in a song. You can bear the burden of that message in intercession. And then you can bear that message in the fivefold. Ministry is bearing God's message. This is why you can listen to ten different preachers preach the same scripture with every man you will hear the message God has called him to bear with every man because the way God has designed this kingdom he does not put all his deposits in one man so the Bible says each joint fitly Supplies. The next thing you need to ask yourself is in ministry, what is your message? What is your message? Your message. Look at John the Baptist. When they met him, they said, Who are you? Are you the prophet we've been waiting for? Who are you, really? Are you Elijah? he said I am the voice of one in the wilderness prepare ye the ways of the Lord make straight his paths John knew his message what is your message me as a preacher I cannot teach and not tell you to love God I cannot teach and you will not hear if you like call me to come and teach on making money in 24 hours I will afflict you with a body it's my calling it's the way I am fashioned I cannot it's my obsession you see me here I'm, 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 I'm very little on this journey but I want to know God this is my life. I want to be able to die knowing that I know God and I love Him than anything else. So the kind of prayers I pray, Lord, do to me what you do to men that love you. And you see, if you read church history, what God does to men that loves him, you will not want him to do that kind of thing to you. Hmm. I was reading about a Mattiah I think it is Wycliffe or it is John Horse no it is not John Horse it is Wycliffe if I remember correctly they killed him eh? they put him to death and buried him when they killed him God was not moved in heaven there was no emergency in heaven A man dedicated to God. Why did they kill him? Because he refused to renounce Jesus. The people hated him so much they brought up, they exhumed his body from the grave and burnt it. Such hatred. The Christians, so we bring them into an amphitheater. Put animal cloth skin on them so that they will be smelling of fresh blood and they will release lions. Some of them will kneel down, raise their eyes to heaven and begin to sing songs. Is that not a good time for God to show His power?
1: Eh? God should escape from heaven and say, see Sandra.
0: Sandra loves me. Nobody should kill Sandra. Rather, God takes the front seat and He's watching I love you. I will allow you to die. And not just die. Die a painful death. (laughs) These were men who loved God. And who God loved. Sometimes when God loves you, He can withhold things from you. Not because he can't give it, but just because he loves you. And he knows that you have not come to the point where that thing has been conquered in your soul. That if he gives you that opening, he can lose you. So he will keep you. The first thing in ministry is to bear God's message. And sometimes in delivering your, the, the message of God to your generation, it may cost you your very life. You'll be hated of men. Men, the Bible says the time will come that when they kill you, they will think they are doing God a favor. Is in your Bible. Men who truly bear God's message in our generation. Eh? Our generation will hate them, because our generation is perverse. If you want to be liked, forget that message. Forget it. All you need to do is read the Old Testament. All the prophets that bore God's message, they hated them. They went against them. My favorite is Jeremiah. The hatreds they had for Jeremiah. Put him in a pit. Bound him hand and foot. And all he was doing was that he was bearing the Lord's message. What is your message? As a minister, don't attempt to stand in the public until you are sure what God has sent you to say. What has he sent you to say? now because revival songs are now popular there are people rising now and some of them have become very big, very popular some days ago I saw one that just released a new song as I was, as I clicked it on YouTube I felt a pain in my heart and I know that language, I know it and the Holy Spirit began to educate me said this one he's gone He's popular now. He sounds like like he's he's in the revival circus. But he's gone. The pain was in my heart and I I said, "Lord, help him." I'm being sincere with you. I said, "Please help him. Bring him back before it's too late." He thinks he's a celebrity. He thinks ministry is show business. He thinks it's about money. He's still sounding right, but he has lost the message. Number two, ministry is a call to servanthood, it's a call to be a servant. Called to be a servant You will serve God And you will serve the people You will serve God And you will serve the people If you are not prepared for servitude Or servanthood You are not prepared for ministry If you are not prepared for servanthood and for servitude, you are not prepared for ministry. Ministry encapsulates these two things. If you've listened to our Father and the Lord, my, the Lord, the Apostle Aramel, long enough, I heard him say it once, and it stuck in my spirit. He said, "In this kingdom, service is greatness. service." Is greatness. And that is not something he coined just to, to tickle your emotions. He's quoting Jesus. Jesus says, if there is anyone among you that seeks to be great, he will be what? Your servant. Everybody now wants the first position. Everybody wants to be in charge. But people don't want to serve. Dear brother, dear sister, don't go looking for platforms where you can shine. Don't go looking for platforms as a true minister who knows what ministry is. Don't go looking for platforms where you'll be visible. Look for platforms that will give you opportunity to serve. Look for opportunities to serve. Serve. Serve with your time. Serve with your body serve with your money serve with your life who are we really we are all servants of the most high God look at the way the great apostle Paul described himself in all his letters he said a bond slave
1: a bond servant
0: if you don't understand that ministry is for service You will exploit people. You will abuse your position. You will bring dishonor to the name of God. It's for service. It's a great privilege to serve. The songwriter says, Oh, what an honor to be ordained and anointed to be a man and your scepter Dancing the rhythm of your heart. Oh, what a no-no,
1: what a no, no.
0: To, to be ordained a thing
1: and anointed.
0: To be a man and your shepherd. scepter.
1: Dance,
0: Dance to the rhythm of your heart. Let's do that two more times. Oh, what an honor, what an honor, what What an honor. To be ordained ordained and
1: anointed,
0: to to be be a man and and your your Let's do the reading of your your heart. Oh, what an honor, what
1: an honor, what What an honor.
0: To be ordained and anointed. Oh my God.
1: To be your man and your scepter.
0: Dance to the rhythm of your What an honor. To be ordained and anointed. To be your man and your scepter to dance to the rhythms of your heart. The things that are on the heart of God become like puppet strings. That is what dictates your life. One thing have I desired and that will I seek after. David was a man obsessed with the heart of God. Obsessed! You will hear Paul say, That I cannot please men and please God at the same time. If I be a pleaser of men, I cannot please God. Dancing the rhythm of your heart. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8 as I want to close. So, what is the goal of true ministry? If you know that ministry is to bear the Lord's message, and you know that you are supposed to live as a servant. What is the message and your servanthood expected to achieve? That is the goal of true ministry. The Bible says, therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. What were these gifts that he gave to men? These gifts were not the gifts of the Holy Spirit like word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, working on miracles speaking diverse tongues, interpretation of tongues, healing. That's not what he's speaking about. The gifts he's speaking about here are men. He gave gifts unto men. Who are these gifts? These gifts are also men. When God gives you a message and you live and order your life as a servant, you become a gift to your generation. Such men are rare. They are gifts. Sometimes only one of them would be in an entire generation. One. One. Sometimes it's when they have died that the generation coming. In In their own generation the men that lived side by side with them did not recognize them as gifts. One of such a man is A.W. Tozer. Ask anybody who is a Tozer student. You are reading a Toza book today. A man that died 60 years ago. The book is full of presence and power. He's called a 20th century prophet. Yet he died centuries ago. The things he's dealing with in his book is as if he saw this generation in his visions. Read a book called Worship and Entertainment. And you will wonder whether he's speaking about us. Read a book called The Root of the Righteous. And you will wonder whether he saw us in his dreams. In his own day, men did not appreciate him. But those of us that came 60, 70 years after, we see him and say, this was God's man. God gave gifts to men. Toza went to a lunch with a great preacher in his day. He was just but a young man, 20, 21. And the preacher asked him, He said, if God were to give you anything, what will you ask for? He was writing in his book that the preacher was expecting him to say, a great congregation, a great anointing. Some of us sitting here now. All we want from God is power. Anytime they say, let us ascend, we are not thinking about ascending to access God's heart. We are thinking of ascending to be clothed with power we want power we want to levitate we want to walk through doors and yet we are covering masturbation with suits. pornography is still a god in our souls we love money more than life and yet we want to we want to walk on water we want to levitate we are praying that we will not age and yet your hair is receding gradually we want spectacular supernatural things Meanwhile, the basic things we will not pursue. He said he searched for a few minutes and he told him. He said he will ask God that may he love him, may Toza himself love him more than any man that ever lived on the face of the earth. He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Verse 9. Verse 9. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. Verse 10. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Verse 11. And he himself gave, he began to list the gifts. Some to be apostles. Some to be prophets. Some to be evangelists. And some pastor teachers. These are gifts. And there are some of you seated here now. You don't even know that this is your shape in the spirit. You don't even need to have a title particularly to fulfill your gifting. The day of your public ordination will come. Before the Lord put oil on the head of David. Look at the way God described him to Samuel. He said, weep not. Someone was crying because of Saul. He was crying. He said, weep not. I have found me a king in the house of Jesse. David was a king, yet there was no crown on his head. His only subject were sheep. But when God looked at him, he saw a king. You don't know you are an apostle. You don't know you are a prophet. You don't know you are an evangelist. You don't know you are a pastor teacher at the appointed time the fullness of your calling will burst forth but while you are invisible can you submit to the dealings and the dictates of such consecrations can god show you a vision now and you have the discipline to only bear it in intercession you will not run to facebook to say this morning my eyes opened Some pastors teachers, verse 12. And what did he give them for? This is the goal of true ministry. To equip the saints for the work of what? Ministry. To call men into the same servanthood that you have entered into. Number two, to edify the body of Christ. Number three, verse 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith... And to the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The goal of true ministry is to bring men into intimate knowledge of God. When you sing, what happens in the hearts of men? People are sitting in churches, sitting in denominations for years after being there for years, they still do not know God intimately. That ministry is failing. To bring men to the measure of the stature, of the fullness of Christ. Next verse, 14. That we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Ministry is to mature men. And you see, you can't mature men by prophecy. Every week people are gathering in church and they say, I I, 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 I go to your father's house. Right now I'm at the gate. The gate is green. I, I, I enter your village. I'm seeing a well, a well, a well, a well. Oh, Papa! That's the part that annoys me. Why are you trying to die? They are are trying to... They say, no, no. They say, oh! It's all drama. I go into your village. Now now I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm taking right. (laughs) I've entered your father's bedroom. They say, forensic. Forensic. Professor. There are DJs in church now. DJs. Hype men. That's how prophet suddenly is born. People can't grow on prophecy. The Bible says, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. My generation cannot sit down in Bible study. Now this thing, we've been doing it for two hours and if you leave me, I'm watching the clock, I have to travel I can do this thing for four hours Hmm? this thing I'm rushing now, I can take them one by one and link them to other scriptures and we do another two hours, then when we finish we pray for three hours then when you get to the hostel, you will have visions nothing opens the gateway of a man's spirit to touch the spirit of God, like the preaching of, of God if the word is preached, your spiritual eyes open. Your love for God deepens. Your cravings are altered by the word. The reason you are struggling with strange appetites I know the problem. You don't read the Bible. You don't have a discipline of personal Bible study. If you stay with the Bible long enough, it will affect the things you begin to want. It will affect it. Babes in our churches, babes in our fellowships, babes everywhere, and some of these people have been Christians for years. The problem is not the people, the problem is the minister. He doesn't have a plan, he doesn't know what the goal of true ministry is. We are at war, brethren, and babes don't go to battle. That's why it looks as if Satan is winning see the people who serve satan they serve satan with their full chest half naked girls everywhere our our sisters are ashamed of their virginity when girls are brandishing their immorality they are hiding on a feeling inferior and ashamed some of them not even lie when they are talking in the room, say I've slept with fifteen boys or more. Sexy, sweet, oh. he did my, he bent my leg like this. One. Say, what about you? Say, eh, it's only two, two, two boys, two boys. She's ashamed of her virginity, ashamed of her purity, because all we do in church is pamper people. Say, please, oh, we want them to come to fellowship. So let's do comedy. Let's do worship concert. In the worship concert, the one you are worshiping did not arrive, and you concluded that the meeting was successful. Did he smile upon you? Did you see his heart to know that what you offered was acceptable? You know the problem with worship. You are not the one that will measure it. He's the one. He has the scale. He says there's something called acceptable offering, acceptable sacrifice, and the indices for measurement is not mortal. It's not how long the meeting lasted. It's from whence the chanting and the singing came. Did it come from a pure heart? Did it come from a heart consecrated? Did the people mean what they were singing? How many times have you sung, I surrender all? And yet you can't take your hand off your own body in masturbation. That's an area you have refused to surrender till today.
1: I surrender all. You have sung it many times and cried
0: yet your time is, is the majority of your time is on Facebook and social media it is the wastage of your time that you give to God say I don't tire, I don't tire 30 minutes yet you spend 6 hours throughout the whole day on social media we don't know we are at war so we are sending babes to the battlefield man of God And we are having casualties. A young man out of zeal. You might have seen the news. It was on the news. They arrested him. If not for police, they would have killed him. Out of zeal, he went to a shrine in his village. I went to go and speak against it. Then his strange spirit took over his mind. A kind of violence he has never experienced. You did read it? Oh, it's only Z World you used to watch. Don't watch news, Jesus. A stained spirit. The thing began to do him from time to time. One kind of anger will just come upon him, and we pick last. The spirit had taken over. And then one day he left his house. No man that he was going to greet one of his members so that they can go to church and go and clean the church. As he entered the woman's compound, the spirit came upon him. He picked a cutlass. He cut her to pieces. With a cutlass. Go and look for it online now. Just Google um, killer in Akbaroto. Just Google that. I'm sure it will come up. It was on the news. He cut her to pieces. The pictures, I looked tears fell from my eyes the woman's head was in two the spirit didn't let him go until he finished he chopped her like meat then immediately he came back to his senses ran out and was crying you know people now they descended on him descended his police that saved him if not they would have burnt him alive look at the dishonor it has brought to the name of God they say a pastor in Agbaruto. they are calling it a ritual killing babes are going to war because we don't know the goal of true ministry we think we are to build consumers so all the prayer meetings we are doing online at 6 o'clock in the morning is to meet the needs prayer for deliverance then we gather at 6am breakthrough come on receive your breakthrough amen amen Shake it now, shake it. Glory. Then you do that one for two hours. A consumer generation. Meanwhile, our brothers in the north, every day they wake up, they are waking up to adversity. Their very existence is threatened. We are online receiving, receiving breakthroughs. And we are wondering why the church in our day is not as strong as the church of our fathers. Too many babes. any new teaching that comes around, people are confused. they don't know what to believe. They don't know what to believe, because they've been in a church where they've just been pampering them. My generation does not have appetite for doctrine, for teaching. Bible scholars tell us that Paul will enter into a city and teach for 10 hours. 10 hours. Sometimes all night People sat down to be taught No wonder the early church was so powerful When persecution broke out They were not running to go and hide They said everywhere they went They were preaching They were running for their lives Let persecution break out now Some people will go and find somewhere to hide Meanwhile men are running for their lives And yet they were armed with the gospel Armed with the gospel I need to tell somebody if God calls you to be an apostle, calls you to be a prophet, calls you to be a pastor teacher, calls you to be an evangelist, know that there is high expectation on your life. If those who hear you die as babes, you have failed. You have failed. You have failed. This morning I'm going to trust God that He will release anointings, graces, some of you who don't know what it means to to labor with ease. is labor, but there will be ease in ministry. God will release graces. Those of you who don't even know that your shape in the spirit is that of an apostle, I'm an evangelist. And there are some of you here, I will afflict you. What will leave me to you today is a burden for souls. You see, I cannot walk past anybody and not be afflicted in my soul. I weep for things that other men laugh about. There is something I have. It is called the jealousy of God. There are things that plague me. My wife will be telling me. Leave it. They will fight you. But I can't close my mouth. I am like Jeremiah. I weep when my Lord weeps. There are things people in the body of Christ overlook. I cannot. Because I have heard his whispers. I have heard his whispers. I know what he will come looking for by the time the new Jerusalem descends. I know the kind of men he's looking for, and my calling is that I will drag as many as possible. Some of you you will receive something today as you walk around your campus, as you sit in your church, you will begin to see with the eye of, of the spirit things that look normal to people will begin to echo you, drive you to prayer. Drive you to intercession. As I'm teaching now, my feet are beginning my feet are begin to burn. It's an anointing. It's an anointing. And there's a young man here. You don't know that you burn as an evangelist. And I'm asking God right now that if He finds you, He should anoint you. There's a young man here. There's a young man here. Holy Ghost, help me find him. Help me find him. My feet burns. My feet burns. My feet burns. My feet burns. Holy Ghost, help me find him. Help me find him. Let the anointing
1: come strong. Let it come strong. Help him there. Manda Barakadi. Libro What the evangelist carries is fire. It burns nations, it consumes people. He can't sleep in the night. He's jealous for God. Jealous. Oh my God, the Lord is anointing female intercessors right now. There are some ladies here. What you carry in your belly is a burden of nations. Intercessors, female intercessors. Holy Ghost, there are three of them here now. There are three. There are three here. There are three here. Holy Ghost, help me anoint them. 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 There are three. Three ladies. Three ladies. Three ladies. It's coming like fire. It's coming like fire. It's coming like fire. It now, take it now, take it now, take it now, take it now, help oh! her oh! there, just help them, just help them, oh my God, it's raw fire, it's raw fire, it's raw fire, it's raw fire, My God, my God Wherever you are in this building The river is flowing now Stand on your feet and begin to talk to Jesus Begin to talk to Jesus The river is flowing now The river is flowing now The river is flowing now Open your mouth and talk to Jesus Some of you will be anointed dangerously You will feel fire Oh my God I'm feeling the fire the fire from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. The portals are open in the spirit. The portals are open in the spirit. Yeah! Cry to the Lord. I wasn't born for altar court ministry. Draw me into your back chamber. Draw me, oh my God. Oh my God! Oh my God! Hey! If you don't feel like praying, you can sit down. But I want to give you five minutes to cry out. Oh God! The Bible says we gave gifts unto men. Here I am! May I become a gift to my generation. May I become a gift to my campus. May I become a gift to my family. Aye, oh yeah, oh yeah. aye, ah! Young man, pray. Young lady, pray. The Lord will clothe some of you today. He will clothe some of you today. will clot some of you today. From my ankle to my knee, from my knees to my knees, from my waist to my shoulders, then the Spirit overwhelms me. From my ankle to my knee, from my knees to my knees, from my waist to my shoulders, the spirit overwhelms uh, me. Another 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 God will take that, take that. I am ALIVE Tell the Lord forgive give you more. No, give me more i cannot leave this conference the same way i came another measure fresh grace fresh grace fresh anointing ole ma cabo de belebaniade ra de levandele kobeloy no pra ba 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 popeba ra de belebaniade yekapo couple your ratula batile bote ba I ye fora ye fora yapo samba Somebody padre radio padre radio padre yeah 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 ole radio 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 oh. I ay 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 pario. ay 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 I todo, 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 I I I Us, I'm hearing that office in my spirit. There are prophets amongst us. The Lord wants to give you seeing eyes and hearing ears. He wants to give you seeing eyes and hearing ears. Holy Ghost, help me anoint them. Help me anoint those prophets. Help me anoint those prophets. Help me anoint those prophets. Oh my God, oh my God, there are two of them. Let the anointing come strong. Let me anoint and come, son. Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! They are two! They are two! They are two! Let me anoint them! Let me anoint them! Let me anoint them! Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost, let the oil be heavy. Let it be heavy. Let it be like fire. Let it be like fire. Let it be like fire. Be like fire. That devil is a liar. Oh perius! Let it burst within your spirit. Let it so within your spirit. Yes, it's like fire. It's like fire. It's a fire! It's I fire! What God is releasing right now Money cannot buy it You cannot bribe your way into this reality The oil is flowing I see the oil is it's burning hot It's burning hot People are getting anointed People have been made gifts. You are going to be a gift to this generation. Your voice will pierce darkness through you. Many will be saved. Many will. Just see those oh, rivers, rivers of living water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my body just to flow, oh rivers, rivers of living water. Yeah, yeah. Out of my belly, oh, Jesus. Jesus, oh Out of my belly, oh, my belly, oh, my belly, my we oh, oh, my belly, oh, my belly, REVERSE! I'm hearing a shout in my spirit There are at least one, two people here The way I identify you God wants me to activate the gifts That have been lying dormant in your spirit out will come upon you. A shout will come upon you. Holy Ghost arrest that vocal
0: cord so I can pray for that individual. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. It will come like a shout. It will come like a shout.
1: It will come like a shout. 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 I do a It will come like a us bring those people The are activations Us be sensitive don't let them go. parasite because in with might in your inner man, Jesus, <laughs> There's a freshness I sense that the Lord brings upon you. Yes, Oh, salam bratilica. Mama, hold my hand. Ayatale kote brandida Jesus. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. See, oh God, that the oracles have been activated. Great utterance, great utterance, great utterance, it burns upon your tongue and it pierces the hearts of men. Aya, Pelia, copper, Lande, the cardia, it's yours in the name of Jesus. Coming from the south, we are coming from the south. Prophets are rising from the south. Prophets are rising from the south. Intercessors are rising from the south. They are rising from the south. Prophets. Rising from the south. Oh, we are, the south. are rising from the south. Warriors 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 are rising from the south. Prophets are rising from the south. Eh, we are rising from the south ah, eh. Protesters are rising from the south eh, We are rising from the south i